Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Jed Drenning, sideline reporter, West Virginia, covers the Mountaineers like a blanket and does it very, very well, joins us on 365 Sports. Jed, the backyard brawl, what does this, can you kind of, you've been a part of it, can you kind of describe the rivalry? Well, first, Smokey, i got to say thank you, you guys at uh, 365 Sports, for keeping me updated on all this Big 12 expansion craziness throughout the course of the summer. So you've been a big resource for that, so I appreciate that. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate but, it. Uh, ab- absolutely. But the backyard brawl, uh, to us, we do view it as, as one of the best rivalries, maybe not just in college sports, but in all sports. Uh, we, we think it extends beyond a regional flavor. It means a lot. To uh, the fans of West Virginia, it means a lot to all six Pitt fans. Uh, so we're very eager to, to get them back down here in Morgantown for the first time since 2011. Did you say all six Pitt fans? I I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I love the sauce that you threw on that, Jed. This, uh, you know, the, the the game last year was so was really good and, and really down to the wire and and intense. Do you expect that again but between these two teams? Because, you know, a lot's been made of, of where they are, and, and West Virginia's got this really tough schedule to open up the year, maybe tougher than anyone in the country. But based on last year to this year, are, are these similar teams? Uh, we've changed in different ways. I, I hope it's not like last year. I mean, it was a it was a fun game for outsiders, but I'd like it to be decided before the end. I mean, you know, it, we 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 left it too much to chance, and Pitt made a play that we failed to make, and obviously found a way to win that football game, and it, it was a tough battle. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, we're we're different. Uh, Pitt's different when I look at them structurally. Uh, but when you look at the things that they lost, I, I, I trust in their player development and I trust in their coaching to compensate for those things. And, and they've tweaked some of what they're trying to do offensively. And, and when you look at us, I think we're a little different offensively in the sense that just starting at the quarterback position, uh, there's a different element there in terms of actually playing 11 on 11 football where, you know, in, in recent years, you know, with JT and on back to Jared, it was more of a traditional air raid type attack with Neil. Uh, but now with, with the, uh, the skill set of Garrett Green, uh, or even Garrett Green and Nico, both kids in that room, it puts us in position to, to try and attack some, some different ways offensively. But you're going to have your challenges against these guys. There's no way, to, no way to get around that. A lot of people are, 
I think, reading too much into the struggles they had least last week from a pass protection standpoint against Cincinnati. I mean, you guys know probably already from being in the league and not facing me yet. You've studied Cincinnati enough to know they're nasty at the point of attack. I mean, that defensive line is no joke. So that's a tall task for anybody. So I'm not going to read too much into that. And I think Pitt will probably uh, do a good job addressing some of the shortcomings they had in trying to, to protect Phil Jerkovich last week. So we're going to have our hands full. Jed, uh, there was a lot of talk all offseason about that quarterback battle. You mentioned uh, both Nico and, and Garrett Green obviously got the nod. Uh, last week, big you know time uh, passing effort as far as the four touchdowns go. And you know Penn State the week prior, that's, that's a pretty significant start to the year. So what have you seen through these, these couple of games from Garrett Green's perspective and what kind of growth uh, have you seen from that spot? Well, the two things he could always do, you know, he always had the arm and the timing to throw, throw the deep ball. Uh, he always had the explosiveness and the electricity and the twitch uh, to be a difference maker with his legs. But he wasn't really the superintendent of the offense. And I think over the course of the offseason, that piece started to come into place as things started to slow down for him. And some of the production you saw, not just in the spring or even in the summer, but even at a camp, uh, some of the consistency that he started to develop in the throw game uh, was really what he was lacking. Now he's He's working on on becoming that guy that can kind of direct traffic, put folks in the right spot, get us in the best play, get us in the best protection. Uh, in other words, see it more globally, and I think that's what he's working towards. And then once he gets there, now you can just focus on the things that he's very good at. And, and what he's good at makes him a potentially very dynamic player. I mean, he's one of the faster kids on the offense. He's truly explosive. Uh, he, he truly has a heck of an arm, and his accuracy, I think, is underrated. So – I think there's some exciting things that Garrett brings to the table. Jed, is he one of those that's easy to get around or like like follow because of his style and it, what looks like kind of a, I don't know about tough guy, but just somebody that, that plays with a reckless abandon? Yeah, and there's a grit to him. Uh, you know, you, you remember Skylar Howard uh, at West Virginia. Well, there was a grit to Skylar. I mean, I, I think Garrett is a, a very high-energy kid. So that does resonate with the locker room. I mean, those kids are picking up what he's putting down. There's a certain electricity to him. Now, sometimes you get so amped up, amped up you have to calm him down to start a game. Right? He's one of those kids. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's an easy kid to get behind. He's an easy kid to cheer for. Uh, he's very deferential to his teammates. Uh, so, I mean, he's a guy that's been a leader uh, for the better part of his athletic life. And, uh, and I think now's his time, and it's starting to show in that locker room. How far would this win go to relieving a little bit of the tension that exists around the program? I think there's going to be tension. Uh, when you have the level of parity in the Big 12 that you have, uh, you're never going to be able to rest, rest easy or certainly rest on your laurels. Um, you're only going to be good at your last game. And in this case, the next game is a critical non-conference game before we get into league play. So it, it could serve as a potential springboard uh, a massive win against our biggest rival to launch us into the league play. Looking forward next week to a Texas Tech team, team since, that we haven't beat since Moby Dick was a guppy. So I, I think it will be a, a very meaningful game, a very meaningful win. Uh, first of all, last year was the first time the game had been played since 2011. So uh, Pitt won the game. So we still haven't won this game since 2011. The last time it was in Morgantown. So it's critical for a whole host of reasons. I mean, it's one of those deals where hotel rooms in Morgantown are going for six or 700 bucks. They've been talking about this for 1,800, 18 months. 
so there is going to be an incredible atmosphere, an incredible electricity. It's going to be an incredible environment. And you want to satisfy those fans to have wanting more the following week. So, you know, I think when you see a big performance, especially early in the year, you know, you acknowledge it, but you also look at like who it was against. But, I mean, my gosh, Hudson Clement against Duquesne had a monster day. I mean, three touchdowns, 177 yards. Uh, what can you tell us about him, and is this something that you expect him to to remain uh, a contributor and, and, and have performances, not like that necessarily, uh, but yeah. to be a big factor moving forward? i tell you what, if he has performances like that, we're going to win a whole lot of football <laughs> yeah, games, right? right? But uh, it's he's, he's turned already into somewhat of a, a folk legend in West Virginia. I mean, you're talking about a kid that he's a Martinsburg, West Virginia high school product, a former Martinsburg Bulldog. Uh, and uh, that, that program is very meaningful in the state. It's one of the better large class programs in West Virginia. And Hudson's a kid who won a state championship game, actually accounted for eight touchdowns. So he's a name that West Virginia gridiron fans recognize. So to have him develop the way he has, uh, it, it's been a great story. I mean, first of all, he showed up at 170 pounds as a freshman. Now he's pushing 200. So Mike, J- Mike Joseph and the, the weight staff have done a great job with him. He's now developed into one of the faster kids on the team, probably one of the five fastest kids on the team, maybe our second fastest wide out. So uh, what you see is what you get. I mean, that wasn't an aberration. And he found out right before kickoff that he was actually going to get the start. Devin Carter was nicked up later in the week in practice. He didn't appear to be full speed during pregame. So Neil said, hey, I'm, I'm not risking it. I'm going to keep you on the shelf, and I'm going to start Hudson. And that's how he found out. So not only did he get his first college start, but he got his first college start in this crazy environment where then, you know, a quarter and a half later, you're sitting out nearly two hours of a lightning delay. So we had to manage that. So it was a lot to ask of him. And to deliver the way that he did, and he really served as a critical spark for us coming out of that delay. So, uh, great story. And then, of course, you know, he was uh, awarded a scholarship literally in the locker room in front of the team when we came off the field. And it was one of the loudest roars I've ever heard in that locker room. So, uh, what a great moment. What a great memory. Now, I do see him being part, because it's been, the coaches have talked about him since the spring. It's just been a, a function of he had to become more consistent. I do see him being a part of this rotation. You know, he can play either outside receiver, either the X or the Z, so that gives him more chances to get on the field as well. So, yeah, he's going to be a part of what we do moving forward. Jed, the, uh, you mentioned Cincinnati and what they did this to uh, Pittsburgh. And, you know, obviously Texas has the huge win in Tuscaloosa. What are your overall – have you had a chance to kind of just grasp what else is going on within the Big 12 or right now just focused in on the early part of the year for West Virginia? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to keep a picture, uh, you know, a view of it globally, Smokey. I, you know, to me, first of all, to go into Tuscaloosa and do what Texas did, it's difficult to say, but i got to give credit where credit's due. Now, is, is this truly something where Texas is trending toward, I'll use the B word here, being back? Uh, or are they going to show up against Wyoming and do what Texas teams the last 10 years would do? Uh, and that's not play well, have a hangover after a big win, have an emotional letdown. I mean, we're going to see. But uh, can they maintain this level of play uh, against lesser competition until they get back to some tougher games? But I, you have to be impressed by what they did marching into Alabama and doing that. But even when you look around the rest of the league, you're still keeping your eye on all the newcomers. Uh, UCF, so far, so good, right unscathed. Their run game looks pretty good. Uh, looks like a handful there. Kansas continues to trend in the right direction. I, I mean, I think you can't say enough about 
I think that Illinois defense is really nasty. And to, to carve it up the way that they did, and K-State looks like they haven't missed a beat. So, uh, I mean, when you look at across some of the brands, uh, it's really interesting. I think there's a lot of plot lines and a lot of things to follow, but there's some really, really good football being played in this league right now. Thank you, Jed. We appreciate your time. Look forward to seeing you again soon. Jed Drenning, West Virginia football sideline reporter, but also so entrenched in covering the Mountaineers. We appreciate his time. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.